Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. Ooh, welcome. welcome to the TOVG Pottlecast. Pod- um, so yeah. I almost said Tavlecast. I almost said Clustercast, but we have like a regular TOVG standard, standard store brand TOVG podcast. Yeah, the the kind with like no art on the box. Just yeah. uh, it, it's just Aww. a blank orange square that says TOVG podcast on it. Inside oh, like the, the fruity O's, right? <laughs> It's the like when you own. accidentally grab the 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 NyQuil that looks like NyQuil, but it's not, and it's like $5 cheaper, and you're like, wait a minute. And instead and of being says, called NyQuil, it's, it's called like Inquil. It's, yeah, it's like like nighttime flu medicine TM. <laughs> Same ingredients as NyQuil. Night quiver. <laughs> sure it is. Sure it is. <laughs> Have you guys ever yeah. had Dr. Ah? No. It sounds was, like a soda, though. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I, I wish I could remember the name of the grocery store. There's some really, really skeezy Kentucky chain of grocery stores that that's like, it, it evokes the same kind of, of Southern American uneasiness that names like Piggly Wiggly do. But um, <laughs> they, oh, they have a store brand of soda called Dr. Ah, that's the Dr. Pepper uh, uh, equivalent, and and, and that that name it just just makes me want to like shrivel up and and <laughs> turn into a little crisp in the sun on the hot pavement. Doctor Ah, uh, oh yeah, sounds uh, like a sounds like an artist who pioneered some like niche form of some music. Oh that, my like, god, yeah, like no one really knows about them, but like they totally were the person who like spawned the whole movement. The 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 kind of people who like live in a minimalist glass house in, in Northern <laughs> California. Yeah. Uh so we talked about video games. <laughs> well, that's where like San Francisco is I don't know. Um so yeah, we talk about video games on this podcast sometimes in this blank white store brand podcast that you just kind of shake open the box and Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual and George Weedman fall out <laughs> and blank white t-shirts and black work pants. Whoa. This sounds like this sounds like a music video now. Yeah. 90s. I, I I know what that hotline. Um um blank <laughs> block spring. I've been playing The Witcher. The uh DLC, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm gonna do the uh new one, but first I wanted to do the old one to get caught up. And it's really freaking good. I made a video about it earlier today that's full of spoilers, so you guys probably can't watch it. But um, takeaway points, it is a retelling of an old Polish 
uh, uh, myth slash legend that later on got turned into movies and plays. And it's really, it was so fun to do research on this thing because I found an old 1936 black and white Soviet era Polish movie about this fairy tale. And the guy's costume is totally the same costuming they used for the game. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and like... I, I freaking love The Witcher because it's it's like that. Like it, it evokes in the marketing and the um like uh music and the tone of the trailers, it evokes this this flavor of like an edgy, grim, dark, violent, dark fantasy ripe for the American marketplace. But if you look just like a little deeply into it, you find this um like really kind of humble and genuine Polish cultural export that has a lot, a shitload actually, of uh references that that it, it seems like the company just wants to export to the rest of the world and, and show the global market some some cool things about their culture they might have never known about otherwise. And so they sneak it in to this um sexy, violent, dark fantasy for <laughs> for the rest of us. And I think that is like one of the most pure, like, like sacred, harmless goals to video gaming in general and. And like of, of all the ways you could make an argument for games being art, I think this is really one of the like closest and most efficient way that mainstream games can do that. Sounds dope. It yeah, I, I can't wait dope. to get through it. I've been I've been waiting. Just I'm, I just want the all the DLC, DLCs to be out so I can just go right through them and play the game all over again. Well, I think that just happened. They released a big quality of life patch along with this new DLC, and this is supposed to be the final Witcher product for like a six year period. I, I don't know. Like, I guess they could still make it IRL Gwent. But until then, I broke my rule for not <laughs> buying merchandise and for $20 ordered the um the dinky collector's edition IRL Gwent <laughs> starter packs. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, That's those exist. Uh huh. They, I, I think, um, they're they're reprints from the cards that are in the card game in the game. But since that card game was meant for a video game where you travel across the land and build up your deck and and just kind of like win past countless little mooks before having a game you pay attention to, I, I I've read very few articles on it that describe what it plays like in real life. But I've heard mm -hmm. it's a lot more of a casual game in real life than you'd expect. Like like by video game minigame standards, it's like one of the most complicated and involved ones out there. Mm -hmm. But by real life collectible card games, all of a sudden it's competing against the likes of of franchises like Magic and, and Pokemon that have existed right. for 20 years that that it can't really hope to stack up to. Yeah. So that's really See, interesting. I, wait, I can't, you can't like just go to Target and Walmart and pick up a pack, can you? Of of Gwent? Yeah. You it's have not that big, right? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, what I ordered okay. it's just are, a little thing. Yeah, very limited edition collector's edition super fan merchandise. Oh, you okay. have to send CDPR a screenshot of the games in your library. And then you get a code in your inbox that you redeem on their partner store at Jinx. And oh. then they promise to order you these cards whenever they get printed. The current ship date is July 11th, so I think I only have to wait a month. But for $20, it sounds like... For, for $20 and like the hilarious fun that will be Gwent Nights at George's Place, I, <laughs> I'm really, really quite all right with buying dorky merchandise for pretty much the 
first time in years upon years. So did you? Oh, so you you bought both of them together? I'm assuming because they look like they're ten bucks each. Yeah, yeah. So the way it works cool. is in the game you have four different decks you can build that are based on four primary factions in the game. One of which is monsters, which is hilarious. The way <laughs> the way that one works is you have a lot of low level cards that get summoned onto the table all at once. So you kind of like swarm the other player with all of these these like zerg rushing that you do, <laughs> and uh, you can you can order two two decks or four decks and i ordered four decks because i i'm easily separated from my money for the first time ever and it's just because god oh, i love the witcher well sick i mean i look forward to a review of that i'm much more likely to play a gwent card game than the entirety of the witcher 3 at this point <laughs> i it, it goes surprisingly smoothly. I, I don't know. Like after <laughs> surprisingly smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds after, delicious. After yeah, a year of playing MGS five and, and dark souls games and bloodborne, the controls and combat of the Witcher have already aged after just one year. Mm-hmm. But the, the storytelling in these games is top notch. Right. And that's, uh, that's, that's what I come for. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I can take uh take any time out of my really busy Overwatch schedule to play any Witcher. That, that, that to reminds be me of what Willie said. Willie was like, What? I was like, How do you live with your life without playing the Witcher? And he's just like, Well, I do have eighty hours of my life that I can spend on whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like I'm like, I wasn't serious. And he was like totally like, No, no, I don't want to waste my time. Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't think it would be a waste of time. I, I, the problem is, is that I think I would enjoy The Witcher a lot. So then I would start dividing my time between. I still want to play Overwatch all the time. So I'd be dividing it between like, I right, do I play Overwatch right now? Do I play Witcher in my free time? And that's just too big of a decision for this one man so to make. So is Overwatch really hooking you? Oh yeah, I've fucking played probably too much to be honest. But excellent I had a couple light work days. Uh, in the past week so i got some solid hours in good i am happy to hear that because i think one of the things that uh people were discussing on this podcast i don't know if you were there for these episodes when they're doing the overwatch beta was how it might not actually have a lot of long-lasting uh uh appeal Appeal. i i think that from from what i can see from being not a since vanilla tf2 player but a pretty long time tf2 player Mm -hmm. i can see this if they just like wait a few months and then add a couple maps and maybe like you know put in a different game mode or something if they just trickle out stuff like that this will have very long lasting appeal because i think there's about a dozen maps right now and i'm not bored of any of them like there's only one map and it's that temple of anubis map that i still every time we get it i'm like But uh, <laughs> the one you made a video about. Well, no, I, I didn't make a video about it. I want to, but I, I don't think I'm going to anymore. I have different things about Overwatch that I'd rather talk about. But um, yeah, like all, I think that the game can use some tweaking, which they're doing because they've already discussed a balance patch coming up because uh, a lot of competitive stuff has started up with Overwatch, a lot of the tournaments and stuff, mm-hmm. and. The, the tournament metagame is very, it, it's like 
very well, clearly moving they, into a specific point. They wasted no time, which is funny because I remember reading um, some news stories about a controversy over them lagging behind on a, some kind of competitive mode. Do you know the details of that? Oh, yeah. They released in the open beta. They had like a beta of the like essentially ranked mode. And they uh, they actually addressed that in this this interview with um, I think it was the lead the project the project leader or something like that was talking about that that they're trying they're working to get the competitive mode like refined and out uh before they do the balance patch but the balance patch is going to come out like immediately afterward and um for those of you out there who do play overwatch because i don't think either of you guys do uh, well i know matt said he played with his friend because his friend wanted him to but yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> ps4 and that, yeah. that's ooh, it the yeah. newbies <laughs> on ps4 it's it's mm, delicious <laughs> delicious it's I a only drastic difference between playing on pc on ps4 because Jeez. you could see like they don't aim right you know mm. oh really yeah. yeah you can see oh, yeah. it you can They're see that they missed the their right shots input yeah, I, but I mean, some of them are good. Obviously, when people actually learn to control, just like Street Fighter, you know, people can still like Snake Eyes can use the controller and still right. win tournaments. But like, it, you, it's a lot easier. Like the, the the learning curve is a lot easier on a on, a, on, on PC. Keyboard. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I mean, just in general, for a long time, I was like, whatever, play on whatever you want. But like, in in a game like Call of Duty, I think that's fine. I think you could still play pretty much the same on a controller. But like. A lot of the characters in Overwatch require these, like, oh, whip around and then, like, immediately, like, like turn 180 degrees and then turn 180 degrees again. And, like, yes. console, like, unless you have your sensitivity maxed, like, it's not going to be that easy. But then if it's oh, maxed, it's going to be I, hard to aim. I love that shit. So. I'm a little jelly of Overwatch players. I, I when I first heard about how fast the game actually was, like, mm -hmm. I, I think that happened on the podcast. One, mm -hmm. one of you guys compared it to Quake and I was or, or not to Quake, but rather to playing Scout in TF2. And I was like, oh, and yeah. uh, I, I was going to be requesting a review copy. But then but then doom and the witcher expansions <laughs> and momocon all happened on overwatch launch week yeah and i i will get into it later but not now but i i, I want to play a game where you have to aim and think fast so 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 bad again those those don't come out enough and i really like that we're going through a trend now where it seems like that uh unrequited desire is is now becoming a market that developers are filling yeah um and, and it's it's cool to see people learning the characters and like of course there's all the, like the play of the game memes and everything but like so I, sometimes you just see like actual really cool play of the games and you're like oh i didn't know you could play a character like that like that's a really interesting strategy and okay um, so so how does play of the game work because i uh, the most i know is a video i saw of tommy wiseau in the room swiping <laughs> a bunch of shit off his shelves yeah has like whooshy noises were playing and it said tommy wiseau eliminates picture yeah. frames yeah um so it's it's this is the other thing that like has been sort of a point of contention amongst people because essentially how play of the game works and they've actually addressed this in another interview that they're like they're really working on trying to get play of the game like spruced up so that it actually highlights you know some of the best plays yeah. and not just a person who got a lot of kills mm -hmm. back to back but um typically what it does is since overwatch is an objective based game and it's not just deathmatch uh it will weigh 
things like killing an enemy that's blocking you from capturing a point or killing enemies that are pushing a payload more heavily than just a regular kill. So like if I say got like, you know, five kills in a short amount of time, which is a very difficult thing to do with most characters that might be weighed almost equally to somebody like junk rat, uh, right? Just, yeah, you know, like just, just press a button and just roll <laughs> his his stupid ball. It makes a loud noise. It's your problem to get out of the oh, way. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like if, if it was someone like um like say Mercy the healer with her ultimate and uh like say they like wipe three people of your team out and they're pushing the payload and it's like right at the end and you res those three people and they're on the point when you res them. That's going to be weighed heavily because of like. The, like how relative it is to completeing the objective and yeah, like doing like because and I, so I never got it as mercy never and that stuff happens it's all very the time rare. yeah it's very rare they um, save like it I said, you just don't get the play of the game right and like that's why you see usually you, know, you see like bastions getting play of the game because like <laughs> he like he pulls out so much damage and yeah. it's beneficial for him to sit on or near or watching a capture point or the payload so that most of his kills just end up being on the payload by sheer convenience. And so it's very easy for a Bastion to get play of the game in that regard. Very easy for, you know, Junkrat or Farah to get play of the game with their ultimates because they kill a bunch of people and they often do it on the point because that's right. where people cluster up. So I know people have been like complaining that that's like, oh, here comes this Bastion's fucking turret shooting people. But it's like, well, he did technically do a lot of good things in that it's like maybe not impressive to watch but like might have been one of the most helpful things that happened for that team but like they said they're going to be trying to work it out so that like the algorithms detect a lot more subtle things like they one of the specific things they talked about was like uh playing Widowmaker and getting a headshot on a completely stationary target who's maybe afk or just not even like thinking <laughs> versus getting a headshot on a tracer that's like dashing behind your team like those should be weighed differently and they're really working to try and like make that happen, which I think is cool. How long is the play of the game segment? Oh, it's like 10, 15 seconds maximum. So do they just show one player's hottest 10, 15 seconds or do they like cobble together a, a procedural highlight reel? Oh, it's it's one player. It's yeah. like so like even if multiple players contributed to a play of the game, like, for example, I got one that I thought was my play of the game like last night sometimes where I was uh, Zarya and I used her black hole thing and I thought I just like wrecked four people by myself and it turns out my friend was Farah and he was perched up on top of a building like a mile away saw me black hole those people and was just shooting rockets in there the whole time and so he ended up doing a lot more damage than I did I pulled them together but he killed all of them and so he got it but it definitely like I was obviously highlighted in there as like well, you can see it's my ultimate, okay. so you know I, I, I helped. I know this is hard, but it would have been cool if you had seen your ultimate. It, first, the camera's on you. You see your, right, you throw yeah. your ultimate, and then it switches to to Farah. That would just be ridiculously cool to see. But yeah, I know it's I, hard they, to do something like that. Yeah, if they implemented something like that, that would be great. Because then you could get, like, oh, play the game was um, Mercy and Genji together mercy res genji after he died and then genji ulted and killed fucking everybody like that would that would be a really cool thing to implement. i don't know if they i don't know if that would be possible it'd be like fucking algorithms on algorithms yeah but 
it would be cool to see something like that. You see, like, the camera, like, fly out of your character and fly <laughs> to the... Oh, dude. Go all slow motion. They exchange a glance and nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do that. <laughs> and they, they just, like, kind of put in those little quotes in there like they, they, they usually they, do when they talk they to each other. They turn on their, their nano machines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Fox die. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, oh there's spe- something about pachinko machines with that but the, the, uh, we're, that we'll get to later uh, oh, i guess until then okay, good. are you um <laughs> are, are you taking a metal gear break or are you still still chipping away at the snake I, mines i i i guess i took a little <laughs> break sounds- i got a little busy this past <laughs> month and i know people are like where's another metal gear review i'm i'm currently working on that so yeah the f- the fourth one but um i I I most I mostly been doing uh uh a little a little VR a little VR stuff. A little, a little VR. Oh oh oh! Uh, do oh, tell oh. do tell. Is it is it still a, a, a real only game. okay? Oh no! I well I love VR. I absolutely love VR. Like I'm 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 the guy who who's okay with buying um being in the beginning. You know okay. the, the early adopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like right. I'm not the I'm not the really target uh, that people want to hear. So. So yeah, I I just like you know, we we've we've gone over that, but like quick quick question, burning question. Yeah. I'll keep saying mm-hmm. it until you do it. Have you <laughs> yeah, played yeah, Mirror's Edge yet? No, I have not played Mirror's okay, Edge. Okay, well next yet. week I'll not. ask again. Um, <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is I played an actual real game, which is uh Chronos, mm-hmm. which okay. is actually like like a long RPG, kind of dark very dark soulsy when it comes down to like uh, map design and a little bit of the combat like each weapon has like their own uh, uh style and mm-hmm. um quirks and stuff like that for heavy attack and soft attack and uh a little bit of kind of zelda not many puzzles i wish there were more puzzles but it's still it's still like everything else elsewhere it's lacking depth like it's just like all these games are just lacking that yeah. little bit of like sweet spot that you usually get when um you play like kind of games that are not VR right now. You know, right. especially with indie games. Like I've played so many indie games and they you know, you expect a certain amount of I I guess kind of completion. And Chronos is good. Is it a system seller? Hell no. Is it is it is it worth the money? $50? I feel like maybe just a little bit cheaper would be nice. It's a it's it's a game where you're in a, you you guys probably all have seen it where you have fixed camera points. Mm-hmm. Um, since it's a long game, it's um they want you to feel comfortable and if you don't if you're like swinging the camera around or doing something like Lucky's Tail, where the camera kind of falls behind the character, you might get sick. For so for this one, they have like kind of like the Resident Evil fixed cameras, but you're able to move the camera by just moving your head. And each time you go through like a door or something like that, it just switches the camera, so it has like you know cinematography shots for each uh, section. It it does affect kind of like when you're fighting car- like enemies you won't be able to see your character a lot um it doesn't happen a lot but it does happen um it, it's it's weird it's weird to say but you know that whole thing where a lot of people are giving like good reviews to these games 
because it's just VR and no one will understand unless they play it. Um, I understand that with this game more than any other game because it just it really puts you in the game when you're in these like levels. Yeah, and, but it's not like a first person immersive setup. It uh, it, it looks like Lucky's Tale in terms of control scheme and camera. It's it's pretty when it comes down to immersion, it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid in there because of the camera shots. Like it, it, it may not seem so, especially on a 2D screen when you're looking at it. It never illustrates exactly. Yeah, I, just I like, guess I'll have to come over again and find out in person. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 good. I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's the same experience that you have, but like it's it's really it does add to it. Um and it it's it's probably the most immersive one that I've played, I would say. Um, I really I'm okay. wouldn't have I'm guessed okay that with... from videos because it yeah, looks like can't. it was going for the, the Lucky's Tale. It looks like, oh, it looks like you're looking at a table full of toys uh, kind of effect rather than, you're than playing like an action forgetting figure. that you're in the real world and, and thinking mm. that you're in the game world that the, the high tech cockpits and and first person gun aiming schemes seem seem to be going for. Yeah, it's. <sighs> like all right when i say it's lacking depth like um basically you have a light attack and you hold the button to do a heavy attack and you always have a shield always have a shield you mm. have three four stats to, to level up you basically just pick only four two, yeah only it's, you basically only pick three of those maybe even two because one of them is vitality because each weapon has like different stats and you only get a, a handful of weapons, like not even a lot. Like it's very bare. You just, it's just missing that little bit of touch and it just doesn't have it. Um, and uh, the, the bosses are cool. They do a lot of cool things. Like uh, for instance, if anyone has watched Doctor Who, they have like the weeping angels where mm -hmm. if you don't look if you're not looking at the enemy, it moves. But when you look at it, it turns back to stone. It's incredibly creepy. Incredibly creepy. Probably one of the best moments in it, other than some of the boss fights that are really cool. But, um, yeah, I wish they didn't play more with stuff like that. And it, it sucks that they didn't. Like, it was fun. I'll probably play it again with a different build now that I know what I'm doing. But it, it, it's just okay. It's just okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm 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 pretty honest. Like, I don't even care. Like, I spent six hundred dollars on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't I don't, I don't even care. And like, right. and I'm gonna say that a game is garbage. I I don't I don't have this like uh, magic that people tend to have when they they spend a lot of money. No, I would I would <laughs> I would talk smack. But um, I'm going to uh, be real defensive about my Gwent cards, and those are only twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm going to go over and play that. I, I really want to see how that would work, especially with deck building, because I feel like you only have a, ha a handful of stuff. And yeah, so instead of playing like a weird. like trading card game, I guess it would be one of those boxed card games, like uh, Ascension, that, mm -hmm. uh, that we were playing at Momocon. Which was fun. I just was, wish that uh, was, you couldn't was, see the notebook lines of the <laughs> art on the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was nitpicking, guys. Because he didn't understand the rules and he was getting I, very I understood frustrated. Them eventually. I didn't know you were supposed to be keeping two discard piles on hand. Whatever. Um, Jimmy, have you heard of a card <laughs> game called Ascension the God Slayer? Uh, 
can't say that I have. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you know, one of those things. It, it was developed by um, one pro of those MTG players. Well, it's like, it's the kind of, you look at the box art and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's one of those things. I'm not wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think. <laughs> tabletop uh, games? I'm, I'm sorry. It, 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 Am it, I the only one here who plays tabletop games? Uh, I, I don't so. get to play yeah, them very I think often. you are. Cause, cause I would like to, but I just don't get When I saw I the box the for Ascension, my first thought was, wow, this is going to be super dorky. But when you figure it out, the rules are really <laughs> simple. The game is, is placed fairly fast and efficiently. And what I also think is really interesting is that if we had done a long game and didn't quit out after um, the first pile of points were distributed, we would have eventually gone through every single card in that box, which means that after one game, everyone sitting at the table would know all the tricks. Uh, mm. you, you, um, pick up cards from a pile, throw them, throw them down as, as you need them. Then after you, <sighs> after you play them, you, you keep them. So it's, it's like about strategically building a deck. It's a deck building game and it's not complicated, but it does have a good degree of depth to it that I really, uh, appreciate by how it also makes, um, it's, it's uh deeper mechanics, more transparent by, by that uh, game length and uh, process of having every single player go through every card in the box within one game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, in real life, like that's how Gwent would be working. I mean, I'm I'm going to be getting boxes of cards. It's not like I'll be getting a little starter pack that of of twelve cards that I have to travel all across the land to get new ones with. <laughs> and just Although, in case everyone's wondering, uh, me and my wife tied for first place. Yeah, and everyone else lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys <laughs> were happened, okay, but, yeah. and, and it's it's like it's adorable that you and your wife, neither of you beat each other. You just tied. That's how you know the couple that ties together it stays stays together. together. <laughs> yes. I was trying to rhyme it, and I was like, "Lies together? No, wait, wait, wait yeah, no, they're cheating." Make, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Momocon was was fun. Um, um, any 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 stories? Uh, Matt, do you do you have, do you have oh, stories or s- s- stories? Uh, I saw a guy pick a booger and eat it. Oh my Gross. god! Like he got in there. Like he got. Oh. He don't you know how you screw something? Like he was screwing his his nose. Oh. Picked out a big juicy one. Oh, you just, mean he gave it like the the rotational uh, yes. twirl? Oh. He got the crust on the edges. You know? No, dude. Good, what? Good, how good. like intent? <laughs> did, did you have like a telescope? Dude, I don't know, dude. I mean, my wife was walking and we saw him by the garbage can. You would think that he would put oh. it in the garbage can. He but did no, it by the garbage he just can. Ate it. I guess it looked appetizing. I don't know. Jesus I mean, Christ. There's like dominoes like right outside the door. Like, I don't understand why he just didn't go out there if he was hungry. But hey, you know, maybe it's ta- I don't know. I never tasted boogers. So I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm not judging. Uh, I, 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 my stomach <laughs> heavily took, I'm, took a quick turn. I'm, absolutely judging yeah it's hard i i it's it's hard not to and this, I, I, there, there, there are some taboos that 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 we uh we we acknowledge as a society and and one is yeah. don't eat your boogers yeah don't be gross no it's it's you, you probably like like harmless in the grand scheme it's just what the act represents i mean if you're gonna do it <laughs> At least wash your hands. Well, no, well, do it in your in your the safety and comfort of your own home, where no one can judge you. And wash your hands if you interact with other people afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you don't want to get your booger germs on your friends. 
Uh, I'm, I'm so, assuming if he's doing that, he doesn't have hand hand sanitizer in his pocket. So, um, God yeah. damn it! I can't believe how like awful we're gonna make Momocon sound like because it, it is Momocon is the best con here in Georgia because Dragon Con you cannot you cannot move around. Mm-hmm. It's so hot. It everyone's trying to take pictures and clogging up the damn freaking hallways. They have four hotels and it still sucks balls yeah man. i I, we, I used to sing the praises of dragon con but now it's it's like too much can't handle More like it crowded con exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> no no not to your standards Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, just, I, easy. Didn't even crowd. I, I didn't even know what you said Cra- crowded con crowded crowded con oh crowded con i thought you said frowden con and i was like i'm not i'm sorry i don't get it <laughs> no 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 just just crowded. okay crowded con yeah all right yeah, hey, hey you know you know i try i try my best you know oh well yeah, um solid attempt god i'm looking at my phone right now i'm getting a call from a 402 area code i've been getting these freaking call phone scams like every day at the same time they want Anyways, their money um, they want in on that that sick podcast bucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to All tell them wrong number again. I don't know. Pennies. Isn't there like, there's got to be a way to stop that. Whatever. Um. So, yeah, I, I hate to make Moacan sound even worse than, than a convention about people eating boogers, but w- was this a booger eating episode before or after the Undertale improv? Oh, mm. the, oh, it was bef- it was before. It oh, before so that means Undertale that when improv. we went to the Undertale Improv and experienced that, we we didn't know how much worse it could, it get? could actually get. Uh, you well, I mean, all right, all right. It it wasn't that bad. It was just a couple young kids, yeah. you know, very well, okay, enthusiastic that's... about Undertale and dressing up as furries. <laughs> And, that's uh, that's the conclusion I came to, but it sounded like everyone else in the group wanted to become a roly poly baking in the sun and just go out and shrivel up in the pavement. Yeah, it's just like the 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 older guys in the back, you know. I think I think one of them brought a one of the, the performers brought a parent. But anyways, to clarify, I um yeah to watch out for those guys. Wanted to to cringe for ten minutes and then walk out and decided that the Undertale Improv event would be the uh, the the star show for doing that, and I ended up coming away utterly fascinated because it explained a lot about why this game has such a wide appeal that it does. Like, what 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 what. what you have to even like break down the concept. You can't really like say Undertale Improv and just have uh, an understanding assumption of what that means what it meant was that uh 16 to 19 year old children were um organizing a panel at momocon in which they attempted to act out a improvisational comedy routine using the shtick that these characters conveyed in the game right when actually the when it actually happened and the pressure was on all of a sudden they all realized they didn't know what they were doing and it was awful but the fact that they went through the ropes, the uh, the the paperwork, the timing, the logistics to to actually make it happen, and then that two hundred people showed up and packed the room. Yeah, like that explained. <sighs> that's why I was so fascinated because that, what what that means is that Undertale just has really fucking great characters. 
Yeah. I mean, like if those I, characters have yeah. enough appeal for, for this group of fans <laughs> to think they can put on like an hour and a half of improv just based off of the, the antics of those characters, like that means that the Toby Fox was doing something superbly right. It, yeah. Especially if so many people showed up for it to become as popular as it did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Undertale police are hot on the case. <laughs> you hear them already. Oh no. Those are the commenters just waiting, waiting for every every video that pops up. There's some some type of hate or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show is like uh, 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 overrated, you know. The Undertale, yeah. more like hipster tale. That's what it was when, when like week two, right? In week one, everyone loved Undertale, yeah. and then yeah. week two and onwards, Undertale started to become different things. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, lots of goat mothers in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, there were there were some goat mothers. Yeah. I, oh, a lot some of good, um, some bad, Metatoni some exes, bad. which I am actually like, I I approve. That would be fun. Yeah. What? What? I, 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 I got like a sigh, yeah, and, and that, now I feel like everyone's like silently dis- disapproving. Well, uh, no, I just don't know what to add to the conversation, so I'm filling dead air by saying yeah. Yeah, that's a tactic. You know, when I almost fell for the <laughs> Cutco uh, uh, knife selling scam in high school, that's... That's what oh, I they thought told you were going to say at MomoCon, and I was like, George. Oh, no, no, no. Entirely different side story. First tangent. of all, who the fuck bringing Cutco's to fucking convention to sell? I'm just talking about. <laughs> no, I, they, they, can, they yeah, can, you know, pose it as, a, oh, it's a cosplay, but do you really want to buy nine? <laughs> Filling yeah. dead air with vocal pauses <laughs> can be a manipulative sales tactic if you believe enough in the quality of the product. I'm cosplaying as a uh, victim of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> 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 so basically George in high school. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, I I play yeah. a little bit of seeds, George. Guess, uh, guess what? Um uh, console or PC? Con- uh, console. Okay. Just just wait, okay, wait, go wait, on, you, go you on. Gave me, you gave me the code. You gave me the code. Yeah. And yeah. I tried it out and I mm-hmm. really liked Terrace Hunt back in the days with Vegas. So I tried Terrace Hunt out. And then I and it was good at first, and then there's suicide bombers that are absolutely ridiculous and turn oh. me off from the whole damn thing. So well, there you go. That's my review of Siege. And terrorist hunt is not that like that's not the real mode. But, it, but terrorist hunt was great in the other games, though. It yeah, was great. It was also you talk about not, bots all the time. Well, yeah, but it's also not a real bot match. It's just it's in like that a game weird... overpowered where I kicked your ass. Oh, wait, no, I actually won the match we played in Overpowered, but, but, you know, I guess it's your word against mine, so you can have it. You know, I just want to say... Oh, no, don't do the big... Oh, don't do... Don't be the bigger man now. You know, I'll... I'll, I could could lose gracefully (laughs) when up against, you know, people like Matt. This guy was yelling in my ear. I just want to say, I just want to say... This guy was yelling in my ear. That, mm-hmm. uh, that, that terrorist hunt is the... Is is kind of like the practice mode. Siege is, is... All about PvP. I, I wish it had a legitimate bot match mode. Don't get me wrong, but the terrorist hunt is is not the main attraction. I I play I played a lot of multiplayer. It was fun. It was fun. Um, cool. Terrorist hunt never touching that again because of suicide bombers. That's that's it. I'm, I'm just I'm just giving the <laughs> thumbs up. Just giving the thumbs. Up. Oh, I always want to say, Chronos, uh, when you when you <laughs> die, you age one year. I forgot to say that. That's like the mechanic. And mm-hmm. as you age, uh, stats to 
like points to go into strength gets higher and mm-hmm. arcane damage gets uh lower so like in the beginning um strength is like one point and then by the end of the game it's like three points arcane is about three points in the beginning and it becomes like one point later on and it has like a little thing which is cool it's just cool all right that's it that's it that's chronos that's, that's chronos i just want to give it some justice because it's like it's like the only game when you have a a vive or oculus because you can uh you can cheat the system to uh I hate those, that you even Oculus have to games. cheat the system. I wish it was just yeah. the system. Yeah, it's it's incredibly <laughs> stupid and Facebook is dumb. Um it by the way, a new patch came out. I don't know if you knew, uh like right after that completely just like reworked everything they did and it's it's the same again. Now they could just uh, uh official or with the revive offic- hack. Oh, the the hack. The hack official hack. Oh yeah. my god. So actually it doesn't like even Oculus, matter what they did. The Facebook right owned company did not backpedal yet. No. I have a feeling they will. But I would be surprised if it happened within one week. If it happens two months, I uh, that it, seems like the right it, window I'm predicting. I, I I I like I know it's not gonna kill VR, but it still just makes me sad. Yeah, the less sad. of I'm a glad headache VR exists. is the better. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it exists. Like, especially like a uh, Dragon Front, which is like a kind of like a uh, a VR magic Hearthstone card game mm-hmm. that's coming out free to play and is also exclusive. Like people are just like, oh, it's exclusive to Oculus. Oh. Free to play card game. Yeah. On VR. On VR. So you're going to be like Yu-Gi-Oh when you <laughs> summon monsters and you see them appear and stuff. <laughs> hey, it's like I'm really looking know, at a table with cards on it. Yes. You know, I my immediate reaction was that stupid and then you you brought that up and <laughs> that sounds so I would play the shit yeah, out, of a, out cool. of a Yu-Gi-Oh card game that was VR oh, yeah. and like, like Star Wars Hollow Chest in real life. And like you hold the fucking it's okay, it'd have to be on the Vive. Because the Vive has the has the the controllers. It's the hand controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one hand controller has to represent your stupid arm blade shit. And the other hand controller is for like pulling cards off your deck and putting them into oh, that thing. Oh, that'd be so good. And then like the CG monsters appear in front of you. I'd play that. That's uh, a worthwhile yeah. VR experience in my opinion. Hell yeah. Dude, man, you could go even farther. Like get like a hundred dollar plastic crap and just attach it to your arm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, dude, just, just fully do it. There's something Absolutely. called the Leap Motion that I've been playing with. Like it's super cheap now um, because they came out with new software for it, and the hardware's old, and they're gonna like redo it. But basically, uh-huh. they track your hands in VR. You tape it or Velcro it to the top of your <laughs> um, your headset, whatever it is, uh-huh. and you hold mm-hmm. your hands in front of it, and it tracks your fingers and hands oh like God. incredibly well. It's wow. called look up the Orion patch if people are interested on on youtube leap motion orion and that software has like changed the game for motion track without anything just your (laughs) hands it's the most ridiculous thing to to do but yeah like that would be sweet like you just hold the cards up in your hand just by just holding your hand up like oh my god it just it just it makes the future so bright yeah, and now they're almost curing. They're doing a vaccine for cancer. The future looks great. The future That's what looks- we're all about here on the TOVG podcast is is optimistically looking forward to to how great the future is going to be. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We we like to keep a sunny disposition over here. We like mm-hmm. to you know really really 
hammer the good vibes. Yeah. Which is why we'll be talking about uh, Metal Gear Solid Pachinko Machine after the break. Bush. The Bush. Tribes. 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 So do you guys want to know what the biggest news story this week is about? Does it have something um, to do with Big <laughs> Boss? It has to do with How devastation. Desecration. Oh, desolation! What a mess we made. But when it all went wrong, you, you know, my friend, he's like, "Oh, did you see the new Metal Gear?" And I was like, it's "What do you nuclear. mean? I didn't see the new Metal Gear." It's he's like you're joking, right? It's like a joke video, and he like sends it to me, and I, he's like, "Oh, here's the new Metal Gear," and I saw mm. that it was a pachinko machine. Remember mm. when Konami filed a patent for Big Boss pachinko machines last year? Yeah. Yes. They've made good on that with a super high-tech, flashy-looking game of the, like, fan-favorite part of the series. The most, like, MGS3 is the most sacred corner of the whole Metal Gear pantheon. And and it's it's like they know. I'm sure they know. I, 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 yeah. I'm sure that this is just that, that old wrinkly man who's been the CEO of Konami for 70... Basically, like the king of konami the 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 dynastic <laughs> ruler the who just just inherited the dictatorship and won't ever let it go yeah. he's just like forcing these these depressed artists to to make really high quality assets for a pseudo remake of mgs3 that is a pachinko machine yeah so <laughs> if you're in japan and you need some groceries done just go and uh play some metal gear you know yeah. get some get if, some groceries uh, on the way home it, you can you can bring it home along with calorie mates and raw snakes yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Kenyan mangrove crabs. I, I would like some pachinko machines here, to be honest. Like, what, what if no. I want some dinner? You know, you go in. Well, I mean, gambling is legal here, so they wouldn't have like got a. Uh, like car, gift cards or whatever like that for the for the groceries but 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 yeah. you gotta understand I, I think you might be be imagining pachinko as something it's not pachinko takes time it takes like a three to five minutes of sitting down in a chair where you just kind of watch balls fall down pegs and then a, 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 a flashy high-tech video with uh sometimes your favorite media licenses will play like a fight scene where you got to mash a button to make the movie play but the balls keep falling down the pegs and there's like a one in three million chance the button you press might relate to some kind of random bonus but that's uh that's it's just a little bit more of an obligation than just like a quick hit a button on a red box machine at the grocery store you know what this uh, what i got out of this because this happened like yesterday or two days ago yep. um i got a text at five in the morning what did you get <laughs> well i got i saw it on twitter at like five in the morning and i was like huh that's happening and it was jim sterling tweeting about it and a couple <laughs> other people that i know that are like metal gear solid people that were tweeting about it and before the other pachinko machines and all the other you know fucking konami things happening everyone was like i can't fucking believe yeah. this 
this one, everyone was like, yeah, we're oh, just like, here yep. it is. You it know, was bound to happen eventually. Things up. And honestly, I think that Konami has like literally become like the incredibly racist grandpa of the <laughs> video game industry where it's like, we all know that what they're doing is terrible. The things coming out of their mouth are very wrong and bad. And we wish that they would stop. But we just kind of have to go, ah, well, they're stuck in their ways. And the only way for it to end is when they die. And now we're just accepting it. And yep. I find that terrible and also kind of a little funny. And, and I think that the um, rank and file know. Like the tone of this trailer... I don't know if I'm like reading too hard into the blue draperies, but there's this scene where the camera focuses on on Snake, like looking really sad. And then it zooms out and he is literally surrounded by prison bars of pachinko machines. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the last shot is that manly tear like Matt, you know, you know, yeah, Yeah, I know that's that is the scene they picked to end this trailer on is like the part of the chronology where everything goes to shit. Why snake eater out of all the snake? Why snake eater? It's not even the like flashiest, coolest one. If they wanted the brightest lights with the most strobing effects, they would do Pachinko MGS4 where you would have Raiden ninjuing around robots. Exactly. They picked the like... (laughs) The, the the good depressing one. drab one. Well, yeah, but but also the one that doesn't have like as easily marketable toy characters. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like they all do, but but I guess the most easily marketable toy character of them all is Raiden, and you're not gonna find Raiden in this one. All right, that that yeah. cyborg Raiden that is. Gotta gotta clarify. With, with, with uh, soft soft butt cheeks to squeeze. Mm. Yeah, uh, this this is sad. If people want to know what pachinko machines, how they look like and how they operate, look up winning the mega jackpot Japan arcade, and you see like these two two Aussies like just like winning the jackpot and seeing all these coins just fly out. We have something like this in America actually, where you put the coin in and you hopefully you can knock over some more tokens and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. nowhere near as like a ball rolling around to get like double xp and getting all these <laughs> yeah. jackpot stuff like it's ridiculous uh yeah that's another thing like they they will have words like xp or critical strike or massive yeah. damage flashing on the screen in these video game based pachinko machines but they don't actually mean that mm. it's it's just kind of like random window dressing for 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 old people who are like, oh yeah, my kid plays Metal Gear. I know what that is, right? I <laughs> that's the thing. I'll, I'll are just they even play the Metal Gear machine because it's something different to make my gambling addiction a little more interesting? Fuck! Like, mm. are they even like getting more money because it's Metal Gear? I what like it would be depressing to go there and see like it made it makes no difference. It's just doing this. They're just like I really don't know. That's the, the thing is. There's actually a legitimate issue with the the pachinko industry. Like a big problem they're having is that their audience is old people. 
And, yeah. and it's really hard to tell if if the companies that are mildly related to video gaming are pushing out video game branded pachinko means just to just to rotate new IPs through the industry or if they're actually trying to make an attempt to market to younger Japanese consumers rather than than the old guard, which is going to be <laughs> much like the racist <laughs> Konami grandfather, like these right, old it's... people can't keep playing pachinko forever. Yeah, the old guard is going to the graveyard very soon. Yeah. And um, uh, what's what's going to happen to the rest of us when that happens? What, what, will we be left in good hands? State maybe, Farm. Uh, maybe. State Farm. <laughs> remember when video games yeah. were different from gambling? I remember. Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge Farm. State Farm. Uh, it's actually kind of side tangenty point but uh i was talking to a friend over the past weekend um and he we we got to talking on uncharted 4 and this this pachinko like the adding game elements that don't really mean anything into pachinko kind of made me think of this uh he was saying that like a lot of people pan uncharted 4 for not for being like not really a game like it kind of auto plays almost everything and like the puzzles are very easy and the shooting is very easy and like but like people still love it and it still gets like 10 out of 10s and everything and he was saying that he doesn't think it's a bad game because it's more a game that's marketed towards people who don't play games because the game makes you feel like you're good at games even though you don't play them like you don't have to be a like good at video games to be good at uncharted so it makes you feel like you're good at the game Matt are you okay back there Yeah 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 I'm okay you hold it. You holding up. This I'm, is, I'm, this I'm is his up. his quote. His quote, not mine. <laughs> oh no! It sounds like you're falling off the edge, though. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I, are you, I'm trying to pull myself back up. This is his quote, not mine. No. You got it. I'm I'm good. Okay, now anyway, now that you're back, what uh, do you have any two cents to add? Because you're the you're the just, uncharted guy. No, I I wanted to unify that with this thing that like, do you think that they're adding these game elements to make make pachinko feel like? legitimate video games with like a purpose and objective yeah, totally. and fail state i, I think it's state. a way to to get these old men a little more hooked in the loop of of pressing buttons and watching coins <laughs> fall down tables that have pegs all over them it, you you could literally win just just doing nothing like well, you, right. you, you just if, pressing the, the, one button, like it, it actually says slam the button, slam the way it doesn't say it, but pull, pull you can the see lever. the action. Yeah, pull the, hit lever. the lever, hit the lever. That's the one. Hit the lever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's easy. It's just it's just money. It just wants you to put more and more coins in. Asia is weird. We will never understand, even though we try hard to pretend we do. Which is yeah. uh, the the feelings I was uh, mulling over when reading news of Nintendo relocalizing the Chinese versions of Pokemon, and how mm. uh, a lot of Hong Kong customers don't like it. Really yeah, interesting story. That yeah, I, I saw a lot of people on my feed that were like posting this in like a what the hell, people? It's not worth protesting over, but like without oh, actually really? reading it, because that was my knee jerk, and then I looked because the the headline. The headline sells it so short. So it is like Hong Kong protesters march uh, against the renaming of Pikachu, and then it's like, "Wow, that's dumb." And then you read it, and it's like, "Oh, well, I don't know." Like, it's not. I could I could easily imagine the American market 
reacting the same way. Like if they chose to rename Pikachu, Pikachu is a mega mascot. Yeah. Right. But like the way like making the protest seem like it was about Pikachu is a problematic way to frame this because in the end it's about preserving Cantonese. Yes. Which is a completely different issue and a much more important one than Pikachu. More politically charged. And then like, that's why this is such an interesting story is because we get a little window at the political cultural dynamics of mainland China versus Hong Kong by way of this video game, getting localized to a language that one of those two chunks don't like and and so yeah that's the thing cantonese is hong kong i think super duper quick research that i just dotted down on the the outline i you know i'm sure none of us are experts on on this situation all i know is my friend speaks cantonese and that's pretty much it do you know where (laughs) your friend's from or if your friend is from anywhere pretty sure he's from china but i I'm. I don't know. I don't know where it res- resides. It, so. What what I gathered is that Cantonese is spoken around the the southern areas of China, centralized around Hong Kong, Mandarin, and other versions of China are are the north end that uh, that Beijing would, as part of any cultural effort from from any country, try to impose on on other parts of of uh, populaces that that would be compatible with with their cultural standards. So what you have is a group of protesters who actually don't necessarily want to be protesting the game so much as the Mandarinization of Southern China and Hong Kong. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a quote from one of the protesters who, um, let's see if I have a name. Uh, there is an, a, a guy named Wang Yong Tat, founder of Civic Passion, a radical localist group which seeks independence from China, saying our culture and language is threatened by the Beijing government, Mandarin and simplified Chinese, which is like the threat is coming from the language. This is what Metal Gear Solid 5 was about. Hmm. The, the bad like, guy in Metal Gear Solid 5 was really mad that he was forced to learn English and shitloads of other languages as his homeland was being conquered by other forces. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I think it's it's a hard thing to uh, sympathize with coming from a largely English-speaking oh, country I, that I, doesn't I really totally have any... It any ancient backgrounds well, in really, their language. Really? Because, you know, think of how many people in America are still speaking the languages of the Native Americans, which is another huge, incredibly depressing and politically charged issue that is the same shit happening, but so downplayed because English is... <laughs> I don't know, I feel really well, weird that, saying this, but I'm English has like, like become so dominant, we don't even think about it. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to... It's hard to be inherently sympathetic when it's like I've spoken English all my life and I don't really like look back to another language that's like, you know, like I, I Russian heritage, but like the Russian that we that I learned and don't remember much of is not like a dying language Russian. It's just like standard Russian. And so like it, you really have to take a step to like think about these kind of things to like, you know, figure out where you draw importance on them 
which is probably why this seems like such a non-issue to a lot of people. But I don't know. It's very interesting that like I'm surprised it seems like a non-issue. I don't know. Like I, I really, well, I, I mean, would like to it see doesn't the seem like one to me. I'm, make it seem like yeah. that because, like I said, a lot of people in my feed were like. What the fuck, Chinese people? It's just Pokemon. And I'm oh like, my God. that's not... Yeah, but when you read the first like, two lines of the article, you're like, oh, it's politics. That, that's what I'm saying. People are using misleading headlines. It's not a protest about Pikachu. It's not about Pikachu. It's about language and then heritage and stuff. Like, uh, well, people on I the internet know. are being not informed properly and, and just making decisions without knowing mm. the full picture oh no well, i mean it, it, we still feel some of that burn like look at the shitstorm that happened when they didn't import t- doax3 or not <laughs> import when they didn't make a localized version for that like yeah. a lot of american gamers felt like something that was that was theirs was being taken away even though it always was completely out of their control yeah like a good neighbor State uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so rewinding a bit back to Momocon, we hung out with the best friends. Matt and Wooly were down here. Matt brought his wife Leanna. We all had a big dinner at uh, Savage Pizza one day. And yeah. we they were talking about how much they loved the VR version of Super Hot, which yeah. when and if you get that up and running, Matt, I'm coming over it, it's again. Not, it's not it's not out yet. So but, they played a demo version. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Hot is coming out on uh, Touch with when the Touch controllers come out. So that's going to be kind of like one of their release thing. Exclusively they, for the th- Oculus Rift. That's so that's the word. stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting so tired. That's fine. That's fine. Revive exists. All <sighs> you guys who bought Revive, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, Somebody's going to crack it. That's the new story. exclusive the, Oculus for now. The... Uh, uh, Fucking VR is not a console. It's not. It's a peripheral for machines to run games. It, it's like fucking. It's like not to sell it short. It does much more incredible things than one of these. But it's like a Guitar Hero controller. Like you, I can use that to play Rock Band or it's Dark a Souls. Controller with buttons on it. It's yeah or <laughs> Dark Souls. Like. The thing is, I've tried more headsets than just the Vive and Oculus. There are other headsets out there. I don't want the market to just be choked to death because, um, you know, people want to be greedy. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, think it can afford it this early. And, I, and I'm wondering what, what kind of deal got struck in, struck, striked? What kind of deal was struck? Stri- what kind of deal was struck? Yeah, that, yeah. Language. Some money. <laughs> So how much money were they getting from Oculus in order to make the uh, the the setback of it being exclusive to Oculus profitable over the greater sales they would have made by by making some kind of open compatible version? If that is even that's possible, right? Like it has to be. I I, right. I want a headset now just to know what I'm talking about because. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Maybe you should take it away on this one. Maybe maybe they needed money. We don't know their financial situation. I I don't know. Maybe they uh, Oculus approached them and the the deal was just too good. You know, the 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 fruit was just too sweet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Valve won't come to them say, "Oh, make it for this exclusive." Because Valve, their Steam VR is open. Like 
you can even you don't even have to use the 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 controllers, the Vive controllers. I can use my leap motion with some drivers and use my hands as controllers. Like that's how open it is. Can you so, hold a virtual controller yes, in, v- it, oh in your hand? God. And when you pull the trigger like a gun, it pulls the trigger. When you close your your three uh, your three fingers other than your index. It closes like the hand grip, and then if you push your thumb down, it actually controls the trackpad. That part doesn't work too well, but everything else <laughs> works like decently. Like it's it's just a beta thing that you know lets you walk around in like Vive games if you want, if you uh, have a um, something else other than a Vive. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I, I, I again, I think exclusivity is is stupid, and I, I it it just kind of kicks out all the people who. Uh, want to use their their phones or want to uh, buy something else other than an Oculus Rift or a Vive, which I'm I'm pretty sure other headsets are going to come out. I mean, you you see Star VR, you see just little companies here and there like trying to make something. Obviously, it's not as clean as the Vive and Oculus, but you know you want competition in the market like this. You want people to innovate. You want people. You know you don't, you don't want people like uh, Intel where they just constantly just crushing AMD and they can just raise their prices so damn high. You know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm not saying Palmer Lucky will do it, but I'm pretty sure Facebook, you know, they like that money. So it's like, this exclusivity. Uh, also super hot. It's super hot. It's, it's not going to be a system seller, but it's no. definitely going to be a feather in their cap. Cause this is a yeah. game that would change drastically in VR. Like being able to dodge bullets in slow motion with your head tracking would uh would be a great feeling. Mm. Yeah, I bet. Like I, I was watching, I was like, I really want to play this because I came home when Willie said that. He's like, dude, have you played Super High? And I was like, wait, is it out? That's out oh, yet? They loved it. Like that's come what home? changed their mind on VR was playing Super Hot on it. And, it. and it was not there. And it was just <laughs> not there. I was like, no, <laughs> I was so ready, dude. I was so ready. But yeah, it's not out yet. I, I'm that's a day one purchase for me, since I, yeah, those experiences uh, are pretty. You cool. already have super hot though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're gonna have. It sounds like it's gonna be a separate thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be a separate Let's thing. Because it, it's like super hot VR instead of Ooh. a VR patch for super hot. Yeah. The you know, rock, especially paper, if it being exclusive, and it's already on Steam right now. It looks like it's gonna be a separate thing. Uh, the RPS shotgun words it, RPS shotgun, the RPS, uh, article, this press release words it as an Oculus Rift exclusive VR edition is expected to release later this year. So it might actually be a separate product yeah. from what we played earlier this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't played it either way, so. Oh, super hot's <laughs> good. Well, I, I was also... Wanting to say that it wouldn't surprise me if Superhot um didn't sell as well as they were expecting because people shat on that game hard. Yeah, even though it's really good, it's like probably because people didn't understand it from what I heard. It's twenty dollars. It has short campaign length and lack of content. But I mean, for like twenty dollars, twenty five bucks. I don't know. I was totally fine with it. It was one of my favorite things I was playing. Probably still like I, I have super fond memories of just like cranking up Metal Gear Rising music and playing two hours straight of endless arcade mode and forgetting where all that time went. <laughs> yeah, doing uh, MVR would be quite nice. Uh, next up we have a 
straight positive story. I don't think there's really any way to look at the look at the dark side of this one. Um, God, which is the other way around. What 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 do we mean? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Gog yeah. is launching a <laughs> new service that ports um, a few eligible Steam products over to your Gog library, which, if you've ever used Gog, means you get an installer that you can keep around on a disc and save for the future, as opposed to Steam, where it's a more nebulous thing where you're logging online and doing the install through the client. Right. So uh, what they're going to be doing is rotating in and out of a selection of games by the few months. Uh, you have a small window to redeem a game and move it over to your GOG account. But once you do, mm. it stays there permanently. And I guess they're doing that rotational thing because um, these uh, the, the deal they're striking with developers might hinge on temporary licenses. And also they want some incentive to keep people checking up on what's new at the GOG store this month. You know, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you check in to see what what Steam games you can transfer over to your GOG games, you uh, look at. Oh, oh, look, TIE Fighters, four bucks. Fine, whatever. I'll throw it in the cart. <laughs> Remember one time I uh I was on Gog for one thing. I wanted one thing. And then suddenly my cart had 20 games in it and I was like, "Hold on. Let's stop. Let's stop right now." And I emptied it out and I bought my one thing, but they almost got me. <laughs> That's how they get um, you. Real 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 quick. Real quick. Mm -hmm. Starting starting out games starting out on this Gog Connect. Look at the top of the list there. Is that the witness? Oh, is that the witness? The whiteness. Hey, man. The whiteness is here. I'm offended. The whiteness. <laughs> there was a lot of white in the witness. There was. We're, we're in like the There's first and the last There's also a lot of every rooms. other colors. Pure white. <laughs> no, no. Let's focus on the, the negative. First room was first room was pitch black. I don't remember a lot of cyan. <laughs> Although I think all all other colors were represented well, but cyan cyan doesn't get enough love. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna boot up the game and find cyan just to send you a screenshot. <laughs> it sounded like you were just gonna like jump out the window from frustration. I mean, no, because so obviously your complaint that cyan is underrepresented in the witness is not a legitimate so one. So you know, but if uh, if you want to have a in a self-installed backup of the witness, which I do, if you're Jimmy sure. Belikoff and you want to make a little shrine in your room where you can put a, a time capsule box with a disc of the witness on it, then that you'll open Who again when you're on your deathbed. Put that shit in a flash drive. Come on, so, not so, heathens. So that, that when when you're you're lying on your deathbed and you want to go through it one more time, you it'll be there for you thanks to God it, Connect. It, it seems like the witness is like perfect for that God release though. Like it just seems like that game you want. Like kind of like mist, like that mist yeah. feel. Like oh yeah, let me load yeah. up mist real quick. Yeah. And let me see well, if I, I remember if all the ridiculous me, puzzles. You might understand. You, you know what they... I, I just... I wish that GOG had some sort of launcher, to be honest. Like, oh, I, they I do like now. launchers. They do? Oh, yeah. Galaxy, yeah. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I haven't used GOG in forever. The last thing I got on GOG was uh, uh, all three of the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Like, the full versions of each. 
and I hooked him up to Steam. And I don't like it bugs the shit out of me that I can't see how many hours I've played because like I I don't know why that arbitrary number is important to me, but I like to look at it and yeah. see like like I've played a hundred hours of Amnesia: The Dark Descent because I practiced speedrunning it for a long time, and so I like looking at that number and remembering like oh yeah I used to speedrun that game it was a good times it's like achievements like, it's just there it's all yeah it's just there but it's just like more of a personal thing like oh yeah I remember I put a lot of time in that and I think back to that the time that I put in I don't I know re- it's a weird thing but yeah I had that when I looked back at my 360 achievements because I I got like over 60,000 and uh-huh. I look back and see like my first game I played and how yeah. many achievement points I played in it and you could totally tell like oh yeah I remember that oh I don't have that many achievements in it because I played multiplayer most of the time and even touched this like the story mode like it just brings back so much memories of old like days just sitting there in your underwear and playing games all Saturday morning. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of, um, watching, speaking of tracking personal details of your life through the internet. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, there, there is going to be a sequel to a game that, uh, featured that as a primary theme. The, it was it was called Watch Dogs. Do you guys remember Watch Dogs? It might you might have forgotten, but uh, but no, it, that, that... I remember it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, J- Jimmy, do you remember Watch Dogs? It, it was really uh, forgettable. I remember. Uh, I remember hearing the name for like two years, <laughs> and then I remember seeing a trailer where where some some like white terrorist looking guy with that was just like walking around in broad daylight with a baseball cap and a scarf over his face had a had a phone and that was like the trailer and then i remember it coming out and everybody being like holy shit this was such a letdown and then i was like cool glad i never got invested in that yeah yeah it was very let down like it it made it seem like you were like this mobile hacker guy and no not not that well the problem is that that all depends on more level design than game design. Like how many hackables did the level designer place in this room? There's one gunfight in like the first act of the game where you sneak into someone's apartment and then you get caught and you have to shoot your way out of his alleyway to the street. And there's a shitload of hackables all over that alleyway and it's pretty all right. Yeah. And the rest of the game is just like a really mediocre, like bad version of GTA. Yeah. Uh, sequels coming out. We first, well, we've known for a while, but we got an official confirmation. Well, official confirm. We got a, a the first piece of official material is a picture of a presser that the Rad Brad got and posted on Twitter. So that technically counts as a leak because uh, I, I don't know. Does it? I don't really. He didn't specify so. that he was under NDA or anything, and I doubt he gave a shit anyway. But. The very next day, um, they mailed out an official press release saying that they're going to present it at E3 during the Ubisoft show. So, uh, yeah, this you know, E3 is going to be interesting. If you're writing articles for about about every day's E3 summaries, you're going to be right, watching that Ubisoft show from beginning to end and Ooh. tearing Ooh. up your psyche inside. Sorry, memories of last year flooding back to me. And yeah. I, I, there was that one moment where Aisha Taylor 
was talking oh, to a no, Assassin's no, Creed cosplayer no, in the audience no, about how someone no, left the Christmas lights on during the, no. like just word salad was coming out of her mouth. And it was the whole, that was the whole no. E3 show in a microcosm. No. Like, like Asia Taylor ran out of stuff to say. So she just started saying word no. salad. Oof. You're, you're really hot. I'm into guys with wickets. Who left the lights on during the apocalypse? What does that even E3. mean? She's the reason why I hate E3. Is it because? No, we're not. Don't make a YouTube video about it, Jimmy. <laughs> Don't make, Don't this make a YouTube thing, video man. about it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I have con- I have been very consistent in my opinion over the past few years. Every time Aisha Tyler steps on stage, I need to leave the she, room. She was okay, like the first one I remember, right? Like people generally well, liked her the first, first time. Show from beginning it's to been, end. It's been a train wreck. I, I watched since all day the one. shows last year, beginning to end, and the so Ubisoft and the PC gaming show were they're the standout <sighs> memories for how bad E3 gets. <sighs> Uh, no, oh, man, I love when they talk about sports. Like that's the best part. Yeah, because it's over and done with, and they don't really have to. Well, actually, no, they do have to gussy it up with celebrities who don't know what the hell's going on. But Aisha Tyler. Yeah, I play games. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that looked just like me. Yeah. Oh um, man! Oh, that was the best. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's Hoop God. Oh, I love it. I remember I during it. that show, I posted oh, a, uh, a a tweet that when they were presenting the amazing new technology of their face scanning feature, which was a feature in previous NBA games that didn't work at all. I posted a tweet of the hilarious results and it got like 2000 retweets. It was the most popular thing I've ever tweeted. <laughs> it, it, it's just like a stupid picture of NBA lives, face scanning technology, not working next to a quote of a, of a NBA live executive officer talking about how great their face scanning technology is. And that's, that's like all it takes. That's the iron you got to strike while it's hot when you're covering oh, yeah. three live cringe is the best. No, it's not. I tried. It, is. it, it ruined me for like three <laughs> weeks last year. Life live cringe. Just they sit in there and what? Like, yeah, he said that. Don't you know how you, 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 you have those moments where you're like, man, I wish I didn't say that in front of five people. Oh, imagine just, just a lot the thousands of people oh. watching you and you just say something so stupid and you just go on Peggle the internet. Two. Ooh. Ooh. remember that one remember peggle two. i remember there was a moment last year where ea was announcing garden warfare something or other and this ugly the ugliest thing i've ever seen in my life ran out into the stage with tom petty's danger zone playing in the background like was it Aisha Tyler? No, no, Aisha Tyler. She, 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 <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. It, there's, there's some mascot character in Plants vs. Zombies who's... Yeah, in, it's like the superhero uh, zombie. It's so ugly. It's oh, so man. goddamn ugly. By the, to be in all fairness, that, that last jab at Aisha Tyler was just for joke purposes. Don't, I don't, don't explain think that she's it. ugly. Don't explain Let, no, let people no, think... I, I don't want to seem. I don't want to seem like a total asshole. I just think that she's really bad for the Ubisoft conference. If you make a video about how conference. you don't like E3, you'll seem like a total asshole. I've done the experiment. Oh my god! Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, 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 at the same time, I disagree with you on the fact that that it's not okay to be excited about like a straight up commercial con because it's not okay. I think that it's okay. 
I think it's okay. It's not okay. Anyways, dude, dude, um, dude. Also, if you like Aisha Tyler, you can like her and enjoy her Ubisoft conference. I don't care. Just, just, no, I just don't like her I just Ubisoft hate it every conference. Time. She, she's okay in other things. Yeah. Why yeah, did I'm they just pick saying her for the Ubisoft, Ubisoft conference? Because people liked it the first time and they just kept doing it. Just kept doing it. Did people like it the first time? I remember <laughs> everyone making fun of hashtag Girlwood. Was that during her first show or her second one? I can't remember. Oh, I can't God. remember. It's been three it's years, right? They all blend I think together. I came into it after... I think I came into it in the second one. Mm. I don't know. Anyways. Um, anyway. I will say I'm not doing E3 this year. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I am. But uh, I also... <laughs> On the podcast, I should have mentioned this earlier. I'm not going to do a video or tweet at all about Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. I'm giving it no coverage. This is the this is the hot exclusive George rants about Metal Gear Solid. This the equivalent. Gone sexual. This is all. This is all. <laughs> oh hell yeah! This is all the ranting is- you're getting out of me because I don't I don't want to cover it from a from an actual journalism angle. Yeah, this is the equivalent of of George just not replying to the the massive tweets. Super super racist grandpa when he asks him a question about those about that black friend you have, and then George is just like, mm-hmm. I just look away and chew the mashed potatoes and wonder just, how soon I can get home. Just scoop a massive pile onto your plate again, so you don't have to open your mouth for anything but mashed potatoes. Yeah, we've all been yeah, there. Mashed yeah, potatoes yeah. taste way better than grandpa. That's a, whoa. Wait, wait a minute. Let's move wait, on. Wait, what? Moving on. Hang on. Ubisoft is releasing a fifteen dollar no, Rainbow Six Siege starter pack. Uh, this is weird. This is a really weird uh, movement because this is like. Rainbow Six Siege is the one thing Ubisoft has done that I want to sympathize with because it's a good game. When you're not playing Terrorist Hunt, and yes. uh, the the common common yes. criticism is that the price is too high, and that uh, there are microtransactions in it. So they have lowered the price, mm-hmm. but in a way that pushes microtransactions harder to make up for it. The $15 Rainbow Six Siege starter pack, as they're calling it, is the same game as the $60 version. However, grinding for your new heroes takes a god. It's it's like the time factor is multiplied by. I actually did the math. Hang on. Let me let me press start. Hit calculator. Type in 240 divided by 32. Wait, no, 240. 7.5. Take 7.5 times longer to grind. For Jesus, uh, let's see, sixty dollars divided by fifty for four one fourth of the cost. So for one fourth of the cost, you have to grind seven times as longer. So it's kind of a shittier deal, but it's also mm. only fifteen dollars now. Which yeah. like going from sixteen dollars to fifteen dollars is a huge step. It just seems like clear to me that they really, really <laughs> want to to hang on to the value of this game in some respect. So what you can do in Rainbow Six Siege is spend chump change on microtransaction XP boosters that could theoretically bring this $15 version up to the same speed it would take to grind out all the hero unlocks of of the regular $60 version, but you'd probably end up balancing out the budget to around $60 anyway should that happen. Mm. But if you also do want to just try it out, 
and don't want to commit your $60, like it's a good way. They, they, they mentioned in the system that, um, they're not really rebalancing the, uh, the, the short, quick and easy route to get your first four starter operators, which is to just do the first three, um, um, situation missions, which are terrorist time, mm. which are the not good mode. So yeah, you, you I, can, I think this is a positive thing. You, like, you can get started on it, but I don't really know if, uh, I feel like a lot of players who end up getting this pack and liking it might actually turn out regretting that they bought the starter pack and not the real thing. Uh, because, to, yeah. I, I want to ask you to, to clarify, this nerfs how much renown you get after each match, right? Correct. So that means you would have to grind to even upgrade to a silencer or a red dot or any of those Correct. things. When Ouch. for the rest of us, silencers are stupidly cheap. Like they're a complete afterthought. You don't you don't have to grind for anything except for new characters. Yeah. Because everything else is just so gosh darn cheap, it's a non-issue. Yeah. And even then it doesn't take that long to grind out. The uh in, in the UB blog article, they say that um they don't explicitly say it, but I did the math based on the figures they give that it would take about 32 hours to unlock all 20 of the original operators uh, with the $60 version. Then they also say that it takes about uh, 15 hours to unlock one operator on the $15 starter pack version. If you you'll you'll get four within the first two hours if you just do those quick and easy single player missions. So that leaves 16 left, which is a 240 hour process ahead of you that took me 30 hours. Mm -hmm. And, and I think 30 hours is fine. Like the fact that it actually was only 30 hours is the reason why I get defensive about this game. When people try to attack it from the microtransaction angle, because you really don't need or want, or even really tempted to be spending money on microtransactions. If you've played for 30 hours, which the game's fun enough to make those 30 hours go by fast. Mm. so this actually on one level i i get it it seems like a solution to the problem but it also like reifies and brings to life the big criticisms that this game is always uh uh, faced as a ball and chain yeah yeah Well, well like fixing one problem the other two kind of grow a little bit larger even though the one problem is just like totally fixed and void like fifteen dollars is absolutely a non-issue compared to sixty. Like that—that that makes it, I think, uh, on par with Counter Strike Go now. So it, it really is a big step. It's just complicated. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, how long do you have to play? Do, how does unlocking new characters in Overwatch work? Uh, you have them all from the start. No, there you go. Well, yeah, it's because well. uh, Overwatch avoids the con the very common problems with uh, games like League of Legends and Dota and stuff. In that, since uh, team composition pretty much defines the gameplay experience, if it cut off any characters from anybody, it would lessen the experience and make some characters some players inherently have an advantage by having more characters. Huh. So. Instead, it gives you every character from the start. Yeah. All your unlocks are cosmetic, and by getting random drops every time you level up, you could get like a legendary skin for a character you don't play, which incentivizes you to maybe try out that character. And I have actually learned several characters and like 
played the entire roster because of like, oh, I got a skin for Winston. It's a really good skin. I'm going to try out Winston. I ended up like figuring out why he's good and like enjoying playing him. I think Overwatch's drop system is fantastic. I think a lot of people that I play with say it's too slow and kind of infuriating. But I, I think that as a longtime league player, it seems like such a step up for me from previous things like League and TF2 both have worse drop systems, in my opinion. So yeah, it feels fine grand to me and I get to play uh, all the characters I want. So. Siege's was never perfect. The problem it had before was that um, after after hour number six, your rate of unlocking new characters would just slow down to the point where you'd have to settle with whatever you picked earlier until mm. like between hour six and I want to say 15. 15 is when I started to feel like I had unlocked almost everything I really wanted. And then the other rest of the time was spent just wrapping it all up. But uh, yeah. I feel like this might make that a little a little worse because now a good chunk of the player base is going to be have a fundamentally different experience <clears throat> than another chunk mm -hmm. of the player base that's very interesting yes yes isn't that a common problem you want to avoid is dividing the player base yeah definitely that's why uh paid for map packs are such a poor idea yeah, because anybody <laughs> who does not pay for the map pack now has a fundamentally it's, different game. It's just weird that this is like kind of going in the opposite direction. Like they're making the game cheaper almost a year after launch for the divided chunk of the player base. Mm -hmm. Usually it's like they're dividing it up between the players who spend more and now they're like dividing it between the players who spend less. So it's like a little bit more pro-consumer but still exhibits what what might turn out to be some of the same problems i don't know yeah. i'm kind of interested i'm at least happy that it's going in the opposite direction of of favoring big spenders mm. um random interlude i guess uh because this news just dropped a few hours ago apparently titanfall 2's announce window or launch window has been announced oh what is it uh it's it's not it's like a, a general zone, but they said it's launching within three weeks of Battlefield 1, and I think before. So it's going to be like right up against uh, Call of Duty this year. They're just going to like launch side I would by totally side. be okay with a dumb, stupid Call of Duty space shooter releasing around the same time a, a probably good, actually interesting space shooter with yeah. giant robots that you wrangle that have swords i'm actually Re interested to play the story weeks before a dumb stupid world war one history porn shooter i'm <laughs> totally okay with that situation yeah it's interesting that because uh titanfall and battlefield are both ea so it's interesting that they're going to put their war games back to back within a month of each yeah, other i think it's a uh, I think they can be fairly confident there. Those two brands yeah, won't bleed like, over into one. There was more of a yeah. bleed between, I would say, like Medal of Honor and Battlefield oh, yeah. than uh, yeah. oh, Battlefield yeah. and Titanfall. Titanfall's a different beast, which I had different a lot animal, of fun with beast. during the beta. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you got to use your Ogroid oil for Titanfall and, and, and Hanged Man's <laughs> Venom for... I'm sorry, I'm making bad Witcher jokes. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I would laugh if I understood them at yeah, all. I don't think you would even laugh. They're just that bad. No. And that's what we are all about here on the TOVG podcast is embracing the the failures, learning from our mistakes, uh, uh, turning the bad jokes around into um, segues that that really help us uh, move on with our lives and 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 uh, improve as people. Mm. You see, that's what that's <laughs> that's what we are going to be all about right now. Cause we're at the bottom of the news and we gotta, oh, we gotta wrap going. up. I'm doing a dad stream too afterwards. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Nice. If I say something stupid on the dad stream, then people listening to this will know now, but I don't know what I said right now. We'll never tell. <laughs> wow. Only it, time it, it will feels tell. strange, uh, after a couple cloth, uh, uh, cluster cast cluster cast that, um, it was like a streamly a podcast mellow. that ends on a, yeah. Yeah. Ends on an even note. It doesn't no flashlights flash yeah. at any point. Yeah. 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 I know that dragon cancer. Crap. I mentioned it now. Damn it. Mm. Did you mention the bush? Oh, yeah. Always. We did. Always. Always mention the Ladies, bush. Ladies, gentlemen, send this to your moms. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always the bush.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.